Hey, welcome to Affable Chat. My name is Benjamin, and this is Off Script, the episodes of Affable Chat that aren't about movies. Uh, this is our end of Sober October celebration episode. Uh, I've been participating in Sober October for the last month, and it's over now, so I wanted to commemorate that. I grabbed my good friend Corey Novotny and my other good friend Vikram Melchizedek, and we sat down and talked about what we learned over the last month. Uh, so we're gonna get into it right now. Enjoy, and um, we're live. So well, guys, welcome to Affable Chat. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. It's always good to be back, especially in studio. Yeah, yeah. On Halloween or day after Halloween. <laughs> it's still Halloween. It's, it's Halloween. the Friday after Halloween. Yeah. October thirty second. It's still Halloween weekend. Yes, right? that's correct. Yeah. Well, is this Halloween or was last weekend Halloween? For me, it's definitely this one. It's closer to Halloween, and it's a Friday after. Why not? I, I agree. I didn't celebrate last weekend, so by default, this is my exactly. Halloween weekend. Well, and it rained all of yesterday during actual Halloween. So yes, that's a good point. Today, yeah. It's um, Yeah, I feel like it being closer to the weekend is the one that makes sense. A lot of people definitely went out last weekend as well, mm -hmm. but um, even though this is something that I don't really like, mm -hmm. Halloween definitely happens like a bunch of times every year. You know, People yeah. go to Halloween parties two weeks before Halloween because that's when it's most convenient to schedule it. You know, you know? what they say, Halloween is a state of mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also didn't celebrate Halloween last weekend, and there was one major reason. Can you guys guess what that was? Work. No, not work. <laughs> uh, sober October. Hey, yes, <laughs> the, the reason we're doing the podcast. Um, so I did Sober October. Did either of you guys participate in Sober October? Yes, I did. Mostly. Yeah. Mostly. I, yeah. I, I did my best and I did a very good job, I would say. Okay. Yeah. I, um, I mostly did as well. Mm -hmm. I actually had a really close friend of the family who mm -hmm. got married right at the beginning of sober mm -hmm. October, the first weekend. Mm -hmm. So, and it was an open bar at the Ooh. wedding. So I, you can't pass up on that. Well, I, I felt it was my responsibility not to pass up on that because I, you know, they hopefully he's only going to get married once and it's an open bar. Not every wedding has that. So well, I took advantage of that. Other than that, I've been error free. I, I made it all the way through and it wasn't even really that hard. It mm -hmm. wasn't like I was sitting there, you know, opening my fridge, staring at the beers and be like, oh, I could just taste one. No one would ever know. <laughs> it, it really wasn't that hard. Well, it, at the end of the day, we made a conscious effort and that's the whole point. Yes. And I talked about this with you, uh, mm -hmm. Mel, last time we did a podcast together was I did this because I wanted to prove to myself that I could. Mm -hmm. And really, it was easy. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't really feel that proud of yeah. myself. Uh, mostly, I'm just glad that it's over. Mm -hmm. Because um, first off, like the wedding was one that I did. I made an exception for. Oh, my gosh, Mel, you're exactly right. We, we'll, we'll grab those in a second. We will. We're going to grab some beers here in a second. But I like really the hard part was that I couldn't do some things with my friends that I normally did. It's football season right now. So mm -hmm. I didn't want to go tailgating because yeah. as much as I love watching Carolina football in the stadium, I usually half of the experience is going to tailgate before, you know, and you had a good, ex like uh, you picked a good moment for that. Cause we only had one home game. That's so you would have been tailgating away game, but, I, but Georgia, yes. we oh. beat number three, Georgia. During sober October, and I that I think took the most willpower was this after that to be like I'm not going Listen, out tonight. Home game or not, every time I told anyone hi, I'm doing sober October, I was always met with <laughs> why. Yes. And immediately followed with, but October literally the worst month to do <laughs> anything sober. And the first argument they made was uh, Oktoberfest, and I immediately was like, oh my god, you're right, yeah. Oktoberfest. It's yeah. Oktoberfest is celebrated in September traditionally, though. 
And well, that's because of the time difference between us and Germany, right? Yeah. When it's oh yeah, when it's right. October it's, here, it's, yeah. it's I mean it's September here, it's October there. The more you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know what, Mel, you're right. We need beers. Yes. Let's continue yes. this conversation once we have a few brews. All right. Perfect. All right. Okay. So I've returned with with beers. Um, so I just want to appreciate the fact that it is the end of Silver October. Um, so this is going to be a very satisfying sound. So let's go ahead and, and crack our beers, boys. All right, boys. Three, two, one. All right. And the first sip. Ah. All right. Oh, yeah. And be careful when you're slamming your beer back on the table because it will shake the mics. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but getting back to just like the experience right. itself, it, um, yeah, it really wasn't that hard. I think one of the hardest parts was talking about it, like mm-hmm. you said, Mel, because people are not proud of you. People don't think that what you're doing is brave or even that difficult. Mm-hmm. They're mostly just like, why are you such a like masochist? Why are you doing this to yourself? I've, just drink beer. I don't think I met anyone that said, wow, that's cool. Everyone always said, but why? Like we're punishing ourselves and I, no one would agree. And no one would uh, take the argument just because. I did meet some other Sober October bros. Really? Who were like in solidarity with me. Wow. Well, they were like, oh yeah, me too, man. You know, just trying to get back uh, in focus and take care of things. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, sure. Um, so I'm glad that it's over. I thought it was really cool. Um, but it gave me some opportunities on the weekend to focus on some different things. And one of those things ended up being, well, initially it was fitness, right? Yeah. I was like, um, I want to be able to, because every time I stop drinking alcohol, this isn't the first time I've like given up alcohol for an extended period of time. Uh, every time I do that, I lose weight. And it's great. Uh, it's my... Maybe I don't say number one, but it's like great advice. If you want to lose weight, stop drinking. Oh yeah, and number one, that's a great stop drinking. That, that <laughs> stops your metabolism from going down, and you also don't eat as much junk food, and you go to sleep on time. Just so many things. So many things. And, yeah, yeah. Especially better. like beers like these that we have. Yeah. The, the, those will those will put on the weight pretty quickly. Something that I yeah. learned the hard way in college, and have made the efforts to. Address, but mm-hmm. not to the drastic length of going sober for a full month. I started sober October on like the 26th, whatever this Sunday was. So oh, nice. This is a home Corey, stretch. Corey things right. Affable ales are amazing. But oh, yeah. They do, that's, pack, that's, on the, uh, they do pack on the yeah, poundage. I like that. We're actually, yeah, we're not going to give any free promotion. So we're all drinking fresh, crisp cans of affable ale mm-hmm. um, with uh, brewed uh, right here in the podcast studio, actually. And they're, they the are delicious. Coldest water of uh, Benjamin's bathroom. That's right. From my <laughs> toilet that's broken right now. It's clean though. It's clean stuff. The brewing process really cleans it up. Anyways, um, yeah, it, it wasn't. Um, what were we saying here? Honestly, it was uh, a good way to lose some weight. I, I definitely, I, I'm visibly changed mm-hmm. after not drinking for a month. Um, also, the the like late at night calories are the worst kind. So, and that's always when I'm drinking is late at night. Mm-hmm. Um, so removing that was uh, and also this month makes uh, you know going out and having fun on a day like today so much more special. Yes, uh, I, you know. Yeah, if it wasn't for sub October, today would have been great anyway. But now it's it's got that little extra hint of it being special. No, so agreed. To- Especially because it's I mean it's Halloween, but it's not really Halloween, right? So it's nice to be able to like have another reason that going out tonight. Like it doesn't matter what happens tonight. I'm drinking beer, yeah. so I, it's it's out of the ordinary for mm-hmm. me as far as the last month goes. So that that's kind of yeah, nice. With our, um- possible plans for the day you know everyone was doubting what we're gonna do at the day after halloween and my answer was i don't care what you guys are doing but myself and the fellow sober october fellows will have a great evening yeah so that's something to say cheers to that yeah cheers to that but yeah so one of the things when i first got started with sober october trying to like take full advantage of it was 
that I um, started exercising more, mm-hmm. or at least I would wake up every morning early and because obviously I slept well the night before and either do some yoga or go for a run or do some sort of fitness thing, get myself moving. And I liked it. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. But also I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast and he had this guy, Matt Walker on. And Matt Walker is this guy who calls himself the sleep diplomat. He's this scientist who studies sleep and he's in, he's like, like the cutting edge of sleep research right now. And I learned a lot about sleep and I decided to start instead of waking up early to exercise to sleep in, um, which I know sounds like the lazy choice, but it's actually ridiculous um, how much I've been neg- neglecting my sleep throughout my whole life. Like how many hours do you guys sleep each night? So I, I think I'm getting maybe seven Seven uh, a night on an average. Corey, week. I think seven at the most for the most part. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's occasionally nights where maybe I'll get a little more than that, but for every night I get like nine or ten hours, I get three or four hours a different night. So. Yeah, yeah, and it's um, and a lot of times when I neglect sleep, it's by choice. It's because at nine thirty, ten, I don't want to go to bed. I want to watch this YouTube video, or I want to finish watching Monday Night Football, or Thursday Night Football, or whatever it is. It's a primetime sports game, um, and Anyway, so you guys said about seven hours. I was six hours probably every night, especially when I was waking up at 6 Mm a.m. I was probably like a midnight to 6 a.m. sleeper. And this guy, Matt Walker, and also everybody who's ever told you about sleep, you hear really conventional like eight hours a night. You need to get your eight hours. Seven is the minimum, according to this guy. He talked about how if you're not getting at least seven, you're basically doing like damage to your brain by not giving it enough time to sleep. So a quick question on that. Is there anything as too much sleep? Because I know that after, I want to say around the 10 hour mark, Uh I feel groggy. I feel awful. I feel like I wasted time and just feels bad yeah no that's a good question Mm -hmm. um i don't know it sounds like it gets harder and harder to sleep once you start meeting like the upper thresholds of sleep because he recommends seven to nine hours yeah so maybe 10 isn't out of the question but at a certain point it's really going to be hard for you to actually sleep there's a difference between just laying in your bed and Mm -hmm. actually going through the sleep process Uh, okay so that, that means he wants seven to nine hours of real sleep, yes. not just in bed, yes. which is where my quoted seven hours came from. <laughs> and I'm sure most of you guys also have oh, yeah. that as your quoted hour. I mean, just laying in bed doesn't mean sleep. Yes. Oh, okay. So, okay. So the thing is, if you really want to learn about it, you should listen to that podcast or just look up um, Matt Walker, the sleep diplomat. He has all this stuff. Basically, he calls himself the sleep diplomat because he's going out and trying to do like public service to I- inform people that they should be sleeping. And I just wrote down a few fun facts I learned listening to that podcast because I thought it was really, I don't know, I I didn't know this stuff. Like for instance, wakefulness is low level brain damage. Like when you're awake, you're damaging your brain. Just being awake is bad for your brain. That's just like saying when you're living, you're dying. (laughs) But but no, but here's the thing, it's fine because sleep is the repair. There's things that happen in your brain while you're asleep that make it so that it's okay for you to be awake for 16 hours. So is it uh, safe to say that being awake ages you? Yes, okay. and when you don't get enough sleep, you can't repair that, so you actually age faster. hes I don't have this written down, yeah. but he said in there that uh, not getting enough sleep, like getting less than seven hours of sleep, can give you the testosterone levels of a man 10 years your senior. 
So you're in your mid twenties, but you have the the visceralness, the the manliness of a thirty year old chap. Yeah, the thirty year old guy. Doesn't that scare you? Well, don't, I mean, is, is that so much worse? Like, I, I don't know. Is there a huge difference between a twenty and thirty year old? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know <laughs> I don't if know. I can resonate with that. As yeah. someone who barely looks my own age, I kind of like the idea of, yeah. Uh, yeah, of yeah, looking the, ten years Corey older. Needs a testosterone <laughs> of a thirty year old man. Like, <laughs> I, I am feeling older and older every day because yeah. one of our. Um, interns at work he hit me oh, with the God. yeah no he hit me with he saw my instagram and he was like you have a pretty good instagram for someone your age and i was i was like what so you're looking at me as somebody who's yeah. like your age like someone who because he's still in college obviously he's like seeing me as someone who's so much his elder mm -hmm. that he's like wow they had instagram and you're up there i mean like obviously that's a bad take because obviously we had instagram <laughs> but also um yeah I, you know Nobody, uh, father time is undefeated. We're going to continue to age. And I, I, for one, am not trying to speed that up. Not with all the sleep I'm getting. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, so that was interesting. I, low level brain damage being away. We're doing brain damage to ourselves right now, boys, by yeah, recording right. this podcast. So we really are kind of brave for doing this. Yeah. Um, okay. So another thing that was interesting. So, you know, how after lunch, you come back from lunch, you sit down at your desk and you just want to go to sleep. The two o'clock yep. nap. Yeah. yeah. That's called the postprandial dip. Okay. Mm -hmm. And while it is influenced by your diet, a lot yeah. of people eat heavy foods for lunch and that definitely contributes to their sleepiness after lunch um it's apparently hardwired into our genetics yeah and it implies that we might actually need to be napping after lunch like if we were trying to truly live our the way that mother nature has mm. put our brains together we actually might need to go to sleep then or we should i think i mentioned this before that a lot of cultures around the world have the time after lunch until tea time as a napping time of sort Maybe, you know, bring back nap time for the United States. That'd be great. Yeah, um, like a mid-afternoon yeah, siesta. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I know, uh, well, I don't know if about, about you guys, but the sun, or at least the high sun, definitely puts me to sleep. And if there's sun hitting me, I get sleepy. And that's, when's that? Right around, you know, that 12 to uh, 4 o'clock time. So maybe we mm -hmm. should nap in between those times. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, uh, with that in mind, you said uh, that the nap study, I guess, uh, wanted you to have eight, seven continuous hours of sleep. So would this siesta be on top of that seven continuous yes. hours? Yes. Okay. He said that there's no replacement for that, mm -hmm. but naps can help with learning, memory, and emotional regulation. So if you're feeling mad about something, you, you know the phrase like sleep on it, sleep. you know, mm -hmm. it's that actually has some science behind it. Uh, because you can help to regulate your own emotions by going to sleep and your mm -hmm. brain will be able to deal with it. I don't know the scientific terms for that, but like it's Recommend it. So, what's the affable chats consumer advice on how to take care of your sleep? Oh, I'm I'm getting to that. Oh, but let perfect. me throw a, a yeah. few more interesting facts at you, or at least one more. Um, so, something that's interesting is like a sleep bank, right? So, wouldn't it be nice where if you knew that you were going to be deprived of sleep coming up, if you could sleep for longer and bank some extra sleep, or in other words, like a a sleep fat cell, right? Because yeah. when you eat too much food, your body is like, all oh, right, I'm in a surplus. This will work out nicely when i'm when i can't find any food so i can save this in fat cells we don't have that in our brains that doesn't exist you can't bank sleep i feel like that kind of goes back to that conversation we were talking about like some days you can sleep in a little longer than others but to me like i don't think that necessarily factors out it's like you can't sleep in on the weekend and make up for the time that you don't get sleep during the week that's right you you need adequate sleep every night speaking of adequate sleep and uh did you guys think you got better sleep in college or now that you're in the workforce oh now oh yeah. now yeah i was i had four hour nights with regularity in college 
with some yeah, regularity. Now, now took that, more naps, but my nighttime sleep was much, much worse. Yeah. Now, was that just on a normal day or possibly because, you know, the weekend kind of got into it? It was a combination because mm-hmm. with, with uh, like, just the school requirements, there were a lot of nights where you'd go into the lab at 7 and you wouldn't come out till 2 a.m. You still at 8 a.m. in the morning. That's true. And now, and does this guy also say that scheduled sleep is important rather than just seven hours per 24 hours. No, you're getting ahead of me God, here. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Careful. Um, no, it's fine. Um, it's basically, l- l- let me finish this thought on the sleep right. fat cell. The reason we haven't developed that, because if you think about it compared to a normal fat cell, there were times where humans were, you know, they had feast and they had famine. They had times where there was a surplus of food and there were times where food was scarce. And so we developed a way to survive that, which is the fat cell. So we can store that energy for later. We are the only animals in the world that intentionally neglect sleep. We deprive ourselves of sleep for no reason at all. So we haven't evolved to have some sort of way to supplement that, to, to take care of that. Because f- sleep is free. You can sleep whenever you want. Rich or poor, yeah. Yeah, sleep. it doesn't matter. Sleep is accessible to everyone. So um, that's why it makes sense that we don't have a, uh, like a sleep fat cell or that you can't bank sleep. Because before we got, uh, before modernity is what he calls it, um, we didn't have a reason to neglect sleep. It was like epic. We were like, yes, time to sleep. The one thing I can count on. Um, so you have to get sleep every single night, which sounds like a lot of responsibility, honestly, especially when you look at it, let's say eight hours. Mm-hmm. That's a third of the day every single day that you're giving up to sleep and like good sleep, you know? So it's uh, it, it's important. So how to improve your sleep. This is what Mel was trying to get to. Here's, right. how, here's our recommendations uh, for how to get good sleep. Number one, and this was uh, what you're getting at, regularity. Go to bed at the same time and wake up at the same time every day. And it, Matt Walker says the weekend as well. You need to wake up at the same time. Um, so I've started doing that. Technology is helping me with this. My, I've told my Fitbit when I want to go to sleep. And uh, I'm, I'm on that Garmin smartwatch train <laughs> as of today the, uh, for this particular reason. Oh, yeah. sorry. No endorsements. I'm yeah, on, no. Uh, black <laughs> wristwatch smart band. <laughs> Right. So it's, that's important is regularity. Um, not only will that help you like make sure you get the right amount of sleep, so you don't have to do the math every night, but also it'll help you fall asleep and wake up naturally once your body gets used to that, that time period. Um, the next thing is, um, the last hour before bed, you should avoid screens. Um, yeah, which is a hard one, mm-hmm. it, especially because I like sports. Oh yeah. It's, it, it's really tough. Because any primetime game, and on the East Coast, primetime is after 8 p.m., you're not going to be able to see the whole thing. Not even close. That's so hard. Or to you'd do. have to stay up to like 2 a.m. Well, yeah. <laughs> if you want to. Well, yeah. It, it's not just sports. It's anything. You know, uh, one thing I personally like to do is right when I get into bed, kind of just catch up on random things, be it social media, YouTube, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, I, I know it's a bad habit, but it's just so hard to just put down your phone and put it away. It's, yeah. And, uh, maybe uh, that's more phone etiquette that we'll develop in the future. Well, uh, I do the um, night mode where it turns off the blue light on my phone. I do that as well. But yeah. I still don't trust it. Like, I, no. I feel like it's be- better or just it's best to just completely skip the phone and go just be without it. Yeah, for me, I mean, I'm even having trouble going to bed without listening to music now. Yeah, and I know that's also not that great. Our coach back in high school, when I ran track, was very against us having phones. 
at night. He wanted to make sure the first thing we did was put away our phones. Now, this is back in our day when we saw flip phones. He still wanted us to put it away. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm sure that, you know, professionals and other things don't want phones anywhere near beds after like X amount of hours. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And, and I took advantage of my weekends where I'm not going out. I tried to focus on this these last couple of weekends. And so he also recommends turning out more lights. Like as it gets darker outside, you should also make your living space darker. So don't keep lights on in rooms you're not in. Use less lights in the rooms that you are uh, so that it gets darker and you convince your mind that it's becoming dust. Wait, is that almost like only use lights when absolutely necessary and try to use ambient outside light in other times? Is that what he's trying to get at? I think he just means at night okay. use less lights okay. because it, I mean, if you could do totally ambient light, that's the natural way to do it. Your 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 body will notice that and be like, okay, it's time to go to sleep because the light is disappearing. Okay, right. Um, I mean, if you lived outdoors your whole life, you wouldn't have to worry about it because it would <laughs> the sun would take care of it for you. Um, but that's uh, that's a big part of it. So I was trying to take advantage of this to leverage this, and so no screens an hour before bed in the dark, basically with like as few lights as possible. Dude, it's boring. <laughs> it's so boring. Did it ever get easier after time? Yeah, uh, yes, and here's why: because I started reading, because um, I have books, right? And I've always I've always thought about this. I'm like, when do you have time to read books? People who are like good readers. I don't find time because I always have something more entertaining to do. Now, when I'm in the dark and it's boring, that's time to read a book. Now, is that also screens, you know? Maybe back in the day, they're like, hey, you, like, put down your book before you go to bed. I don't want to see you with that thing. Like, it's bad for your health, you know? Yeah, yeah. Is it's, that any different than um, the screen? It's tremendously different, yes. How so? It's actually recommended that you read in, like, uh, low light to, oh. if you're having trouble sleeping. It'll help you fall asleep. So having the light isn't an issue when it comes to reading just as long as you... You know, it's not a cell phone light. And well, I mean, I'm no yeah, expert extent, on this, yeah. but his recommendation okay. was to have less lights. And I mean, it, it, he recommends it, but also I've heard it many places that like if you are having trouble sleeping, you should read uh, under low light. So I was under the impression that what he was getting at was you don't want anything distracting you as you're dozing off. But that's not it. It's you don't want any bright cell phone light particularly yes. well screen light screen light. light yeah even tv as well so say in the future they dis uh, discover or you know have invent some sort of amazing light that doesn't impact your eyes would that be okay then well i mean i've heard the advertisements for the blue light glasses arguing that this will help you sleep better mm -hmm. um and you can I, I don't know if there are claims or that you can stare at screens right up to the point of going to sleep and it'll get you it'll help you out but um i just think the cell phone bad in this situation <laughs> <laughs> Good things to put in your bedroom. Cell phone, bad. Really though, it um. So so that's another one. So just to recap, last hour before bed, no screens and use less light. So like I've been trying to do that for like the last two weeks, and it has gotten easier, especially because I'm reading um this book by Stephen Colbert. Uh, it's called America Again: Rebecoming the Greatness We Never Weren't. It's a political satire book. It's hilarious. So I've actually really been enjoying it. So I kind of look forward to that part of my night. I put my phone on Do Not Disturb. I'm not going to hear from anybody. And I get to read my book and then go to sleep. So it Having is a nice. great book to read definitely makes that so much easier. Now, I'm someone who I've read maybe five books since graduating high school when it was regularly assigned to me. It just hasn't been a thing for me in my adult life. I had one very large book about like the history of ESPN that I would read on planes and occasionally I would read that before bed in college, which definitely helped at times when I was trying to get some sleep. But 
there's only so many pages in a book like that. And ever since I stopped reading that, I've, I've had very few books. And to me, book, read it on the plane. That's that's my only reason for books. So I do think that just hearing this, like I would love to be able to start reading more, especially before bed, because I often find myself just on my phone up until bed and I put it away. I know the whole one hour thing. Yeah. And from there, it's like, oh, okay, well, I'm done with my phone at 11. So maybe I'll be asleep at midnight. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's plenty of good books out there, Corey. There uh, are. I'm sure we can hook you up. I, I think uh, about a year ago, I had all these habits, and uh, after moving to Columbia, I was like, ah, I'm back to my normal self here. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I'm excited about it right now, so yeah. I'm being very intentional, um, and it, I, that's the test is like doing this long term. But um, also, Corey talking about reading books about sports, it's a great time to plug uh, He's Done It, the podcast that Corey is on. He's uh, done it. He's, yeah. uh, he's, he organizes and edits. I'm on it almost on every episode, and we talk about sports. So if that interests yeah. you, check out He's Done It uh, pod. Uh, it's a podcast. But um, number three, the num- number three uh, recommendation for getting better sleep is keep it cool. Um, Matt Walker says that your brain has to drop in temperature to initiate sleep. Um, so it's important to make it cool in your sleeping environment and also sleep semi-naked. So yeah, personal question here. How much clothes do you guys wear to bed? <laughs> I don't wear a shirt. I, I can rarely sleep with a shirt on unless it's super cold yeah. where I am. More often than not, it's just too hot to wear a shirt. I'm a I'm a um, underwear only guy. Wow, really? I yeah. wear gym shorts. You, you guys are but. much more daring than I. I. I have my own sleep pajamas. I'm here with full pants, at least a nice uh, <laughs> t-shirt, and uh, definitely underpants. So I'm basically in some sort of attire that I can almost walk outside of my apartment in. Wow. Uh, I, I always took it, it for me it was like a rite of passage because I always shared a room with my brother and um, I just I don't know if this is exactly right but I remember him always sleeping in just his boxers once he got old enough to wear boxers so I did the same thing once I switched to boxers I was like all right this is it. I'm a man now so I'm sleeping in just my boxers and honestly it when I have to sleep like when I share a hotel room with a bunch of like or mixed genders or whatever and I have to sleep in, and I I decide to sleep in a t-shirt and shorts just to be, you know, cordial, uh, cordial yeah. and, you know, obviously it sucks. I hate it. it I'm, like, I'm wearing too much clothes. Wait, is, is that also a no on a blanket then? Because that's very, very important to my sleep. Otherwise, no. And, and that's where, I mean, I'm not exactly sure what he means um, exactly by sleep semi-naked. I like, I'm sure multiple configurations work. Um, but it, I'm sure you've re- noticed in your own life, it's, at least for me, it's easier to fall asleep when the room is cold and my blanket is keeping me warm mm-hmm. as opposed to when it's so hot that I have to throw the blanket off and just lay on top. Oh, of yeah. Yeah. So I, I would imagine that it's just naked as in like physically naked on your body. Like blankets aren't clothes. Well, yeah. So, But I and, do understand your point by that. Well, in that case, that's that's what pajama clothes are, right? They're like very thin material that are free flowing and almost feel like you've got nothing on, but uh, you do. Sure. No, it It would be a great question to ask. Um, I'll post this to the pajama. Have you guys ever slept completely nude? Yes. Intentionally or unintentionally? Mm, Both. (laughs) No, I mean, I think it's definitely intentionally. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Honestly, I I don't think I've ever slept completely in the nude. It, It just, uh, I've never meant to do it and I never, it was in a situation where I wanted to do it. (laughs) I'm trying to remember. I, when the last time I did <laughs> is the the one time that comes to my mind was definitely after drinking heavily the night before and then I woke up and was like I'm not wearing any clothes in bed I've never done this before even nights like those I wake up with basically my pajamas I'm, on are like great <laughs> if I remember correctly I actually had like my my shorts and my underwear like around my knees or something like I like got halfway there it's like that's all right, not that's good naked, you're covering up your knees over there <laughs> no I'm pretty sure um 
I did it on purpose when I was a kid just to be like, can I do it? You know, like, let me, let me try this out. You know? Yeah. I'm just, I don't, rem- I don't know. I feel like my, my most comfortable, I think it's out of habit at this point, mm-hmm. just straight up underwear. And that's I it. I just want to be ready to go right out of bed. Like if I want to, if I need to run outside my house, I'm ready to go. Uh, I can just bolt out. So when I, you I say know. full pajamas, like do you wear pajama pants? Yes. I, I can't comprehend pants. people sleeping in pants. Yeah. I, it just blows my it, mind. It is very comfortable. I mean, it's got to be a, a different Excuse kind me, of boys. Uh, one for the boys. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's got it's got to be a pant. It's got to be a thin material, something you're more than happy just like rubbing your over your skin all the time. Yes. Uh, and well, let me be clear. I'm not anti pajama. Mm-hmm. I, I do enjoy a nice festive set of pajamas. Mm-hmm. But when I'm going to sleep, you know, they come off. I the pajamas is like I'm in a bedtime mood. You know, and that's the yeah. that's the aesthetic I want to give. I, I agree. I I always like casually around the house or like hanging out. Yeah. I'm not just shirtless. If for three I'm gonna hours. go to somebody's like somebody's place for a sleepover, if I'm staying with them or something, I might bring pajamas just to be like it's a sleepover. Okay. And probably sleep in them because I'm at their place. But if I really want to get good sleep, and the pref- if I the preference I'm going for would be straight up boxers because I'm gonna be uncomfortable if I've got more on. Well, I guess this reflects on the way that I handle my nights because for me, I no, I, I just am in my pajamas after an at say six o'clock in my home, just kind of chilling. Uh, and right when I'm feeling sleepy, I kind of just walk over to my bedroom and go to bed. Uh, whereas you guys seem like you have a set time that you're like, all right, now it's time to go to sleep. You yeah. go over and you uh, strip down to whatever you're wearing. So that that might be the reason why. Because well, I also just... I live alone, so there are times where I've I'm only boxers wow. from five thirty until the next morning. Uh, okay, yeah, I guess having a roommate <laughs> I mean, it definitely changes my uh, uh, wear around the house. Even sure. when I'm alone, I, I guess I I really can do that for that long of a time. Like there may be times you're a little more liberal for here and there. But... It's hot. It's hot yeah. in South Carolina, my friend. And uh, when you're trying to run the AC at a minimum, sometimes boxers is the move. Well, I don't know. I, 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 just, I can't even um, be shirtless around the house too much because there's always a fan or an AC vent always hitting you in the wrong direction or the the wrong way. It's just uncomfortable. But well, we're getting caught up on yeah, this. Yeah. Basically, what I want to get across is keep it cool. It's uh, it's easier to fall asleep when your room is cold. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say, <laughs> try, if you can hold your beer, that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm, I'm having difficulty holding this beer. Um, okay. Last tip for you guys. All right. And this one I thought was weird. I'd never heard this one before. Warm your hands and your feet before bed. So, and there's a sci- there's science behind this um, because apparently it's something with like your heat regulation. It's like getting heat to your extremities is like one of the goals of your body when you're falling asleep. So you should try to assist with that process. I don't know the science behind it, but his recommendation for doing that was a wear socks. Um, and I have cold feet all the time. So I've, yep. I've started doing this and I thought it was going to be super uncomfortable, but so far it's been okay. But he also recommends taking a bath. Now, taking a bath before bed every day, can't do it. But if you have the opportunity, I recommend it. I'm giving, this is the Benji yeah. boy personal recommendation because it was awesome. I, I got in, I, I rarely run a bath, but I did. And I came out all toasty, you know, and I dried myself. And obviously this was all very intentional. You know, I had all planned out. So I went immediately from bath to bed and dude, sack of bricks, just out. Yeah, I think my mom always said, you know, take a shower uh, before going to bed. And she's absolutely right. As soon as I take a shower, get in bed, I feel all cool. You know, yeah. before, keep it cool. Um, but I, I don't know if I can wear a sock though. That That's a weird one. Uh, reason being, uh, I get very hot uh, during my sleep. 
Uh, and the way I combat that is by just sticking my feet out of my blanket uh-huh. so that the air can hit just my feet, cool down my feet, and then Into therefore the cooling the rest of my body. Yeah. So, no, I, I'm, um, I, I mean, I've been known to reach for the trusty old one leg out the side of the blanket, oh, you know, to yeah. cool off mm-hmm. when it gets too hot. I do that. But this is, <laughs> but this <laughs> is under the assumption that we're following the other rules here. We're going to bed at a regular time. We've avoided our screens. It's cool in our room, and we've taken a bath. Yeah, I can sleep with socks on. I don't know if I could bring myself to to take a bath. I don't remember the last time I actually took one. Dude, but, uh, you should though. Now, now, when you say take a bath, you're, you're talking about just jumping in the shower, right? No, no, no he's saying physically I'm taking a bath. bath. Like, get a warm tub of water Whoa, and yeah. sitting in it. It's Tossing not a sanitation thing. I'm not in going in there to clean myself. What okay? are those bath bombs? You, bath? you get one of those. Have bath you guys? Bombs. Okay, yeah. No, pod, I, I essential don't do pod cla- a podcast question. Have you guys ever used a bath? Bomb? Yes, no. I have too. No, I, I I I have not taken a bath. The last time I took a bath was only because I was it was my junior year of high school. I was running in the woods, and near the end of uh, my run, <laughs> I tripped and I sort of a bath? scraped. Up, no, no, no. I scraped up my knee. I'm sorry, I'm making a weird face. Man. Yeah, no, no, I sorry, scraped sorry. up my knee, and I needed to put. Uh, I don't know. What do you? Uh, Oxy. Neosporin. Not neosporin. It's like even like crazier than that. Oxy something. Hydrogen peroxide? Hydrogen peroxide. Thank oh, you. Oh, that is crazy. Yeah. Yes. It's like yes. foams and yeah, stuff. Yeah, right? And it, the bath was the appropriate way to do that. Sorry, Corey. I uh, laughed because I heard last time I took a bath, I was running through the woods. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It was that. Sorry. That was, I, but, but you scraped your knee. Yes. I told the end of the story before the beginning. It's a, it's a, like a little trait. Fair enough. Fair enough. Go on. Um, yeah. So, I mean, well, that was the thing is I scraped my knee and like hydrogen peroxide and just, I don't know, taking a bath was the best way to go about um, that sure, process. Sure. That was the last time I remember taking a bath. Um, I, it's just not oh, something cool. that I can bring myself to do. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't know, hearing that, it's like, uh, maybe not. Like the shower thing, I shower after going for a run at the end of the day, but that's like a one of the well, first things I do after. Well, work. sure. And I, I bet for this purpose, maybe a shower would be as effective. It's, it's all about temperature regulation, according to Matt Walker. But as a guy, and I think this is something that I don't hear a lot. You, you can take a bath. It's fine. And it's like a self-care thing. It's like it's sometimes just nice to sit in a warm pool of water and yeah. just sit there and enjoy yourself, reflect. My only argument against not taking a bath is wasting water. But as a guy, yeah, nothing yeah. against that. Please take a shower. Yeah, I, mean, I, do do I don't even say it's necessarily a guy thing. It's, just, it's a personal thing for yeah. me. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's, there's no gender stigma to it is, is what we're trying to get across. Really? Like, uh, if you want a bath, yes. go for a bath. Well, well, I feel like there is a stigma. There is, there but not, is. not within our circle, for well, sure. Well, sure, but no, I'm just saying that it's not warranted. Ignore it. You can oh, take yeah. a bath if you want to, and yeah. I recommend that you do, especially if it's right before bed, because it'll help you fall asleep faster. But the real question is, bath bombs, yes or no? Yes. Oh, I'm definitely a yes, especially if they're fun, especially if they do like a bunch of fizzing and Oh, moving yeah. when you drop them in. If Did I you, was a bath guy, I'd probably be a bath bomb guy as well because Corey, why not? You're, you're a bath guy, dude. There's a bath guy in there. <laughs> I haven't been okay? a bath guy since <laughs> I was six. I'll, I'll get you a, a bath bomb. Or sorry, a, shower, a bath bomb. Yeah. Bath or, mom? Uh, yeah. yeah a bath mom? Bomb. Oh. <laughs> well, both if you want it. <laughs> bath moms are like these people for hire who can, like, if you're scared of taking baths, like they'll. Come help on, you sonny. Out. Like, off your bath now. <laughs> Okay, but uh, so um, this all leads me to a question about sleep Um, because Matt Walker, he calls himself the sleep diplomat because he's actually trying to get um, 
I don't know, some government agency, whichever one, makes public health. Again, yeah. Basically, yes, they want to make it a public advocacy thing to encourage people to sleep more. We've done it for smoking, you know? We've done it for, like, not being sedentary, yeah. like get up and get active and stuff like that. Um, eating better, you know? But sleep is just as, if not more important than yeah. that. Um, so my question to you guys is, should the government encourage sleep more? Would that be productive? Because, let me let me caveat this, I feel like if the government was telling us all to sleep more, people would be so skeptical instantly. They're like, why do you need us to be asleep more? What are you doing while we're asleep? You know, especially if the government is like, you should go to bed at this hour and wake up at this hour. People are going to be like, all right, that's it. I'm not sleeping anymore. <laughs> I mean, the government shouldn't be telling us what to do, but advocacy is not telling us what to do. And the government telling us to eat right and exercise is okay. So sleep is just a part of that wellness. It's, yeah. it's really a huge part of wellness. So, and uh, they can also take efforts so that we may sleep more. I don't know, starting school a bit later. Ooh, uh, that's yes. a big one. That, that, is where, that is where they can actually help. You know, actually, anyone can tell you anything, like, oh, sleep more. And then when they tell you to come to work at 4 a.m., like, all right, that's no, weird. Yeah, no, actually, um, shift work is been, is like a... Uh, is a oh man, I forgot the exact... It's, it's considered a carcinogen, mm -hmm. shift work, because... Uh, it ups your risk of cancer by so much to yeah. disrupt your sleep schedule like that, um, that it's basically, I mean, it's not the equivalent, but it's similar to doing something like smoking. But what they can do is recognize sleep as this important, important piece of being human and make policy around it so that people aren't exploited and can actually go to sleep. Do you think people would sleep though? That's up to them. We can't force people to do anything. We can only tell them what the risks and benefits are yeah. and then give them the tools and time necessary and that's what the government can do. So, yes, I'm pro-sleep. I'm pro-sleep as well. I just don't know if they would be able to roll it out effectively. Yeah, that, that's my thing. Because I've been hearing about stuff like this for so long. Like, the, the concept. So, for me, in high school, we started at 7.20 a.m. That was when first block started. Yeah, and the, the whole concept was like, well, the elementary school kids should be going to school earlier. Because they don't need as much sleep as the older high school kids. But the reason why high school starts earlier is so that way the high school kids who are older are home and the parents don't have to worry about you know taking care of their kids as they get out of school because they have to work and do other things uh so it just i don't know if that'll ever become a thing because i've been hearing that since i was in high school yeah. and i graduated high school yeah. seven eight years ago so i think the the thing i'm, I'm hearing or i'm saying to myself as we're talking about this is we're like oh yeah the, the government's gonna say people need to get all this sleep and stuff one thing that people do way better when they're awake than when they're asleep is help people make money. And I think that there's going to be yeah. a huge culture shift that's going to take to get people incentivized to not be working crazy hours, getting up early, staying in late, and actually sleeping during the middle of the day. But, but kind of argument to that, if I would sleep more, say, uh, all hypothetical, say I could do more work in six hours rather than eight, more productive you're right no i think no, that's that, absolutely no there's science that backs that up though that people who sleep more and work less hours like less time uh, are more productive because and and he talks about this uh, matt walker in the joe rogan podcast where which we obviously will link in the description so if you want to like look this stuff up yourself you can but he talks about how there's people's brains just don't work for eight hours at high, at high capacity you know you, you go to work it's impossible to be productive that whole time especially hard to be productive that whole time when you haven't slept adequately wait question to the floor you know we all work eight hour days is that correct 
close at to least, it. Yeah, yeah. At least. Now, how much of that hours do you think you're actually productive doing work? Ooh, I'll go okay. first just to like break well, the okay, ice. Hold on. But this seems, it's the way it's worded or phrased, it sounds like it's a personal review. It's like, how hard can you work in eight right. hours? Because obviously mm -hmm. the answer for us needs to be eight because yeah. we're getting paid for eight, Yeah. right? So anything less than that, it's like you're stealing, right? You're right? But the argument here is that it's a bad model to force us to work for eight hours straight yes. is less productive. It's, it's less beneficial for everyone involved. Yep. And it would actually make more sense for us to work for less time. I like to think about it this way. No matter what my employers do, I will get X amount of work accomplished in a day. They yes. can make me yes. work two hours or they can make me work 12 hours. I'm getting 10 items accomplished per day. That is my capability. That is what I can do. Right. Uh, and that's what I'm, uh, I guess what I'm, you're right. The way I phrased it makes it sound like, ah, how much are you it's cheating like, the company? How much are you you're really yeah. asking? How much are you guys slacking at work? Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, that's, so that's, that's how I interpret that, that. Yeah, okay. That's never mind. But what the, what the science says is that it's unlikely that we're going to be capable of focusing that long, especially because when we mm -hmm. spend those extra hours at work where we're unproductive, we feel like we need to make up for that time outside of work mm -hmm. by doing things we actually enjoy mm -hmm. um, or, or rather things we choose to do for free. So we neglect sleep. And that's the thing. The, the, as like the work day got longer and obviously like you want to do things in your free time the thing that we squeeze we th the thing we feel like we can cut out is sleep like I, I for the last i don't know ever since i got out of high school even before that probably i've always felt like six hours is probably enough for me like i feel like i'm 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 effectively uh living my life on six hours and here's here's the worst thing about it when you don't sleep enough you become worse at judging how well you're doing so you can sleep for six hours and be like, man, I'm killing it. I'm doing it. But you're actually not killing it. You're not doing it. You're just an idiot because you haven't slept long enough. You don't realize you're not killing it. Uh, yeah, I've, I've always acknowledged that I don't get enough sleep. Uh, even you know, going back into the time when I was intentionally staying up later because I was doing work, doing yeah. fun things. Yeah. And then waking up early for you know going to class or going to work the next day. Or I had a reason. Just naturally my body wakes up this early because I'm used to waking up this early these other days of the week. And I, I don't I never thought I had enough sleep, but you're right. I got the job done. I did yeah. my best effort on you know, four, five, six, maybe seven hours. And then a few times I'd get real lucky and get a lot more sleep in. Uh, but for me, I feel like I'm always living in a constant state of tiredness. I always have those little bags under my eyes. Yeah. It's something where it's like I've noticed as a thing and I... Statistically, I you're not alone, Corey. Oh, Most people right. are doing this. Well, he said one in every two Americans is neglecting sleep yeah. and one in every three Americans is getting less than six. I didn't think I realized until uh, my first internship where I was on a work schedule and away from friends uh, so I think I focused really on setting up a schedule and like going to bed and waking up. Yeah. And uh, during the day, uh, over time, I started feeling better than I've ever had. I'm like, my goodness, is this how I'm supposed to feel yes. every day? No. So you don't know that you're you're supposed to feel amazing all the time until you yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. And here's um, the thing, like your your um, it doesn't plateau. If you continually neglect your sleep, it's not gonna like you're gonna reach a point where you're like, okay, this is the version of Corey that is sleep neglected. This is Corey neglecting sleep, you know, 40 days in a row, which is worse than Corey neglecting sleep 39 days in a row. It continuously goes down, according to Matt Walker. So it's vital that you actually make this important to yourself and, uh, you know, take care of your sleep schedule, or else you're just not gonna be all that you can be. So a quick question on that uh, to the floor. Uh, when you set up a schedule such as that, where that's so regimented, so you go to sleep at 10 o'clock every day and you wake up at 7 in the morning, 
every uh, day. Uh, I've, I've always noticed that when you get in such a regimented schedule like that for anything, food, diet, et cetera, et cetera, when you get off of that, it you feel awful. Yeah. So say one day you went to sleep at 11 and woke up at 6. Uh, for a normal person, it's like, all right, whatever. It's like mm-hmm. I'm off by an hour or two today. But if you're such a regimented sleeper, then you're like, oh, my God, I, I can't function today. Well, uh, what do you feel about that? When I don't know. Is that how you feel? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> when, I, when I have a set schedule yeah. and I practice the schedule and I'm feeling amazing, I, I would feel amazing. It feels great. But the minute life kind of needs me to be a little bit flexible, uh, I would feel awful. Yeah. So. And I, honestly, I think maybe that just reinforces why you should be getting the sleep you need every night because not like the juxtaposition of that to inadequate sleep is so drastic. You realize mm-hmm. what you're really doing to yourself. I mean, one of the things he argues for is it helps your immune system. So like every day you we're creating cancer cells and our body takes care of that, right? So that they don't become the disease that we know as cancer, right? Um, and when you don't sleep enough, that process gets seriously neglected. So you're like encouraging your body to create cancer more, right? Uh, So I I wanna do as much as I can to prevent that for sure. Mm. So as much as it sucks maybe when you break it to like have to deal with neglected sleep, but you just know there's a reason why you feel that way. It's because your body's requiring more sleep than you're giving it. When I think about it that way, we're literally combating cancer Yes, proper sleep. I mean, you should listen to this guy, Matt Walker, speak about sleep, because it's like, he makes it sound like this magical thing that we are just not using. So easy. It's free. Like, you literally can sleep any night. Like, you can go to sleep whenever. And, And it's so good for your body. Another thing, you're trying to lose sleep, or lose sleep, lose weight, sleep helps with that because you can lose weight in the correct ways. If you run a caloric deficit, your body is going to become smaller. You're not going to be able to remain the same mass that you are. But if you don't sleep enough, your body goes into like survival mode and it actually holds on to more fat cells and lets go of more muscle mass yep. because you're not sleeping enough. I think it increases metabolism when you sleep more, right? Is that uh, I something? Know. Yeah, I think it's something like that where basically your body burns fat during sleep. That's what that's what sleeping does. Um, so even if you work, you can work out every day and be amazing at the gym, but if you don't get your sleep, yeah. no, uh, that's when it builds and uh, rebuilds everything. So as we're drinking uh, while we record this, he also talks about alcohol and its effect on your sleep. And um, have you guys ever noticed like some, if you really get drunk, you know, or even wake up still drunk, you'll n- not have any dreams. Have you guys ever experienced that? Yeah, I just feel like I'm fighting off the beer. If I uh, had you, too much to drink. You really are, though. Your body is trying to process that alcohol. And something in alcohol, he has the scientific words for it, Matt Walker. I don't. Um, it blocks that part of your brain that does REM sleep, the rapid eye movement dreaming part of your sleep, uh, from happening. So you don't have that happen at all. That's why you don't dream. Um, and every stage of sleep is necessary. So by when you're drinking, even though you might end up sleeping like eight or nine hours, if you don't finish processing all that alcohol before you wake up, you won't get REM, REM sleep. And that's like, and I'm doing a bad job of ex, like explaining it, but it's important, right? So this is another one that's not helping you out. It's these beers we're holding in our hand. Yeah, I don't think I've ever noticed that before, but I, I, like looking back on it, I do feel like I don't dream when I'm super drunk when I go to bed. Yeah. You know, I can have a few and I think I'll be fine because I probably process it quicker. Yeah. But there's plenty of times, you know, those nights where you're like borderline blackout or whatever that you're yes. just like, you just wake up and you're like, what happened? I don't remember anything. Like, yes. I don't remember dreams either. Yes. So. And it's, um, I don't know, it's, it's one of these things where um, 
like through Sober October, I dreamt more than I had previously. And I think it had something to do with like cutting off the alcohol. How often did you have nightmares? Um, more frequently than I was, yeah, I was happy so that's with. Like you get the trade-off, right? right? <laughs> okay, it's worth it though. That's not nothing we, wrong we with have, nightmares. Yes, yeah. we have. Mel and I actually uh, have talked about how nightmares are actually kind of nice because um, a lot of times the worst nightmares are the ones that seem real, mm-hmm, and yeah. it's not like oh, it's real and like Freddy is here killing me in my dream. It's like it's real, but like now I have cancer and my dream lasts for like weeks, and this is something I've come to accept is that I have cancer or like I lost my leg or something terrible, and then you wake up and it's not true. Yeah. You're right. I hate to say it. I love nightmares. A little example. Say you uh, a dream puts you in a bad situation that you learn how to deal. Oh, sorry, a nightmare puts you in a bad situation. They learn how to deal with. Well, you learn how to accept. They learn how to accept. Um, or many things. It can be whatever. Like say you failed a big test. Easy example. And you're freaking out in your dream, and you (laughs) win, and then uh, you you have the sweats, and you're like, oh man, that sucks. And then you wake up the next day. Corey, come on, dude. Corey just spilled his beer on I his I don't know what happened. His, his <laughs> local oh, spills a beer on his vest. Hey, I'm, uh, this is my second, and it's uh, sober October. Uh, I don't remember uh, the drinking. It's always not doing it. But anyway, say you, uh, say you failed a, a test in your dream that you're stressing out about, uh, and then you, you feel god-awful, and then you wake up and you go, I didn't fail the test. That was just a nightmare. Yes. And you're right. And it feels and then, great when something like that happens. And you feel great in the morning, and you think to yourself, all right, clearly I'm stressed out about this test. And I feel that I'm not adequately prepared for it. So let's prepare for it. Nightmares uh, show you a possibility that isn't true and help you prepare for it. And the best part, they're not true. And I was saying I hate a very nice dream because <laughs> as an example, they, they give you everything you ever wanted. And you're like, life is amazing. This is great. <laughs> Only to wake up to find that you're dreaming and it's not reality. And, yeah. and you go, yep. no. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I've, I've had plenty of those. There's nice dreams as well. Like, you know, seeing a dead relative or something like that where you you wake up feeling great sure. but most dreams no yeah i like your perspective though because it kind of gives nightmares a silver lining so my yeah. thing with nightmares is yeah if it's something like that is like oh you failed a test or whatever and you wake up you're like no i didn't actually fail a test you're like all right this is comforting but the ones that are really bad are the ones that are like the Freddy Krueger type, you know, I obviously don't dream of stuff like specific, yeah. specifically we don't, that. I but. don't dream about trademarked villains. <laughs> yes. but, <laughs> now. but but like generic like ones where you're like that is terrifying. You're like I yes. don't want to fall back asleep now. Yes. I'm like I'm tired, but I'm gonna force myself to stay awake. Whereas normally I could wake up and be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna fall right back asleep now. No, I'm with you. It's the ones that scare me. Like I wake up with like an elevated heart rate. I'm sweaty and I'm scared enough that I shouldn't go back. I don't want to go back to sleep. Maybe that's not logical. Yep. But in the moment, I'm like, dude, forget going back to sleep. Yeah, oh, Being right. awake is way better than what I just got out of. Yeah. Which, like, I don't know statistically the probability of continuing to have a nightmare like that if you do fall asleep. But I feel like if it's on your mind, you're going to keep dreaming you're about it. You're not thinking straight when you wake up in that moment. Yeah. It's The thing that I, makes sense is to not sleep yeah. Now, those aren't my personal <laughs> yeah. nightmares. I, uh, but, not, you know, that was. You know, next day, you're like, all right, now I know how to deal with Freddy. <laughs> let's go round two. You have the claws. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, um, yeah. And, and I don't know this whole podcast again, Matt Walker, it blew my mind. He, it's like a, just over two hours long podcast. He's an expert. I mean, just look, you don't even have to, if you don't like Joe Rogan, you you can listen to Matt Walker on any podcast he's going, he's making the rounds. Um, and he's a really interesting guy and sleep is super important. So to bring it back to sober October, um, initially I went into sober October thinking fitness. This is, I'm going to work out more. I'm going to, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, do yoga more often and, and all that. It ended up 
being like sleepy October and being me getting back to a better sleep schedule. And it's something I hope to stick to. And, and the, I mean, the cause of it was sobriety uh, from beer. But I also want to mention Benjamin looks great right now. Uh, I have thank uh, you. Uh, oh my gosh. From, from before sober October to now, I've definitely noticed a difference. Uh, you know, you're looking stronger and sharper. So I uh, highly recommend anyone try sober and sleepy October. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think that there's a lot of benefits to it. I'm also doing my own form of self-sabotage disguised as a way to, to lose weight and feel better about myself. And starting so probably the Sunday after Thanksgiving through Christmas Eve, the past two years, I've given up red meat. I love steak. I love burgers. And I was like, ah, I can eat chicken. It's fine. Red meat's a bad part. But this year, I'm trying to go all no meat. Wow. Just go be a vegetarian for three weeks. And that's something that I don't, I, I feel like I can do it. So wait, three weeks. When are you doing this? I think like December 1st or the 23rd are the dates. The 23rd. Yes. Interesting. So it ends on Christmas Eve dinner because the past few years I've gone to Longhorn Steakhouse with my family. And it's, oh, I'm really? not going to. Yeah. It's like, you know, I could that's probably cool. order like shrimp skewers or something, but I feel like that's a rewarding time to get a nice uh, you know, New York strip steak. So that's that's the plan for that. And I, I think it's something that I can do for the most part. Now, lunch is going to be a little interesting for me because at work, I usually get uh, a, like a, a chicken salad sandwich and instead I'm going to have to eat salad, which I can physically do. I enjoy salads. Usually <laughs> I can when physically they have, eat a salad. Yeah, when they have chicken in them, <laughs> which I, it might be a little more challenging, but I know that it's going to be better eating just like leaves all day as opposed to eating other things. But for dinner, a lot of times anyway, I'll eat like a keto, like a one of those like diet bars you have when you're on the keto diet like a replacement you still get all the protein like whatever out of it uh -huh. but you're not eating like a ton of calories or you'll even eat like a yogurt like those chobani flips i know mel's looking at he's a health expert over here it's like i know i might be like well, hurting myself in some ways no no, no. So. <laughs> i i encourage you to just explore some um vegetarian or vegan recipes because I, you're be right. surprised oh there's how many like how versatile that can be absolutely and it's one of those things where in my head i'm like how can i give up meat for three weeks but realistically i'll be good the one part that scares me is giving up meat when i'm trying to eat a nice hearty dinner before going out drinking <laughs> which at that point is like well why don't i just get out Ooh. the drinking instead yeah times like these you have to look hard and think what's really affecting me the worst and then it comes back to that beer. yes you're right <laughs> and hey, then you have absolutely. to make a realization it's not red meat it's no, no, you're right. No, I, I agree. And it's, it's one of those things where like realistically, I could probably yeah. go three weekends without going out and drinking, but I'm not ready to experiment with that. <laughs> Naturally, it could end up happening that if I'm, hey, I'm maybe, being more careful because maybe, it's like, oh, what I'm going to do, I'm going to just eat like cheese pizza or something, just like something like greasy and instead. And at that point, it's not like <laughs> I'm helping myself. Anyway. Sure, sure. But I, I mean, I recommend that you try it at least some sometime in the future to cut out alcohol for a I month. Agree. I agree. This is my first time doing point. sober October, but last year, um, just on my own volition, I decided to not drink for the entire month of August. Which is crazy. Um, that's your birthday month. It is my birthday month, but I was alone in yeah. Oklahoma. Um, and, and not that... Well, I just saw it as a month where I wouldn't miss any social um, engagements by being sober. So I took full advantage and it was great. Same thing happened. I lost weight and... 
I explored things. I went kayaking four weekends in a row. I never do stuff like yeah. that, you know? So I recommend you try it. Mm-hmm. Um, something that also a benefit of Sober October is I'm finishing my second beer right now and it is hitting me. One's <laughs> like, <laughs> all I needed. <laughs> I'm feeling the effects yeah. like never before. And, and, I, and I think I, I want to wrap up this podcast. Yeah. So um, I want to thank both of you guys for coming on uh, Affable Chat and, and celebrating the end of Sober October. Yeah. I made it. And you know what? Hey, this, uh, this this episode is all about glorifying me because yeah. I made it to the end. <laughs> He's done it. <laughs> Another podcast you should all watch. That's right. Yeah. Um, you guys have anything you want to plug? Corey over here, the host, um, the, well, he edits it. We're all hosts, but Corey. Yeah, I mean, we got co-hosts. It's uh, Ben and I have been recording this sports podcast, which we've, we've mentioned on Apple Chat before. He's done it. It is a, a mostly sports podcast and that about 85% of our episodes are sports and then we'll throw in a quick top five that's usually not sports related. The 49ers are 8-0 and undefeated yes, right and, now. Uh, ben, ben loves talking about that. So my two co-hosts, <laughs> so it's Ben and then my high school friend Brian, who's a Patriots fan. They're both 8-0. My Steelers are... <laughs> Three and four, barely beating the winless Dolphins this past weekend. So I haven't had as many enjoyable moments on the episode or on the podcast as they have. So if you're uh, interested in sports, definitely check that out. Mel, you got any plugs for us? Uh, I guess I just want to plug eating more meat. Eat Um, more meat. meat. Wait, why? Give us a reason. Uh, Personally, I know that I eat as much meat as possible, and it's keeping me very healthy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and also, I kind of judge my, uh, <laughs> I kind of judge my how I feel uh, and what I need to eat based on my activities. I I like to do a lot of activities, especially outdoor activities, and I crave very certain food once I'm done. I remember last time I had had a soccer uh, game. After 90 minutes, my head was spinning, and I don't remember really what happened next. But I just remember walking into Aldi, grabbing two pounds of meat. <laughs> Going home, just tossing it on the grill and just like eating it right in my hands as my parents walked outside and thinking, this is the best thing ever. Okay. But He's done it and meat. Make sure you yes. guys check those out. Um, but yeah, that's going to do it. So thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Affable Chat. We're available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. We would really appreciate it. If you have a question, comment, or want to request something for us to talk about, you can reach us at our Twitter account, at AffableChat, or our email, affablechat at gmail.com. Once again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.